This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Brought to you by Quantic School of Business and Technology. Transformative business leaders need a transformative education. Quantic brings the traditional MBA to life with a focus on innovation and technology, delivered in a micro-lesson format, providing personalized feedback every eight seconds. Visit quantic.edu slash techcrunch for more. The cloud infrastructure market hit $129 billion in 2020. By Ron Miller The cloud infrastructure market in 2020 reflected society itself, with the richest companies getting richer and the ones at the bottom of the market getting poorer. It grew to $129 billion for the year, according to data from Synergy Research Group. That's up from around $97 billion in 2019. Synergy also reported that the cloud inframarket reached $37 billion in the fourth quarter, up from $33 billion in the third quarter and 35% from a year ago. I've heard from every founder under the sun for the last nine months that the pandemic was accelerating digital transformation and that a big part of that was an expedited shift to the cloud. These numbers would seem to bear that out. As usual, the big three were Amazon, Microsoft, and Google, with Alibaba now firmly entrenched in fourth place and IBM falling back to fifth. But Microsoft grew more quickly than rival Amazon, reaching 20% market share at the end of 2020 for the first time. Keep in mind that the Redmond-based software giant has now doubled its share since 2017. That's remarkably rapid, rapid growth. Meanwhile, Google and Alibaba took home 9% and 6% respectively. Amazon is an interesting case in that it has plateaued at around 33% for four straight years of Synergy data. But because it's one-third share of an increasingly growing market, that means it's kept growing its public cloud revenues as the category itself has expanded. Amazon closed out the year with $12.74 billion in Q4 AWS revenue, putting it on a run rate of just over $50 billion for the first time. That was up from $11.6 billion the prior quarter. While Microsoft's numbers are always difficult to parse from its earnings reports, doing the math of 20% of $37 billion, it came in with $7.4 billion, up from $5.9 billion last quarter. Google brought in $3.3 billion, up from $2.98 billion in Q3 2020, and Alibaba pulled in $2.22 billion, up from $1.65 billion over the same time frame. John Dinsdale, principal analyst at Synergy, says the leaders are pretty firmly entrenched at this point with huge absolute market numbers and also huge gaps between the cloud providers. 
AWS has been a great success story for over 10 years now, and it remains in an extremely strong market position despite increasing competition from a broad swath of strong IT industry companies. That's a great testament to both Amazon and to the AWS leadership team, and you'd have to suspect that will not change with the new regime, he told me. He sees Microsoft as a worthy rival, but one that's bound to hit a growth wall at some point. It's certainly feasible that Microsoft will continue to narrow the gap between itself and Amazon, but the bigger Microsoft Azure becomes, the tougher it is to maintain really high growth rates. That's just the law of large numbers. Meanwhile, market share at the bottom of the cloud infrastructure space continued to decline even while the number of dollars at stake have continued to expand dramatically. The market share losers have been the large group of smaller cloud providers who collectively have lost 13 percentage points of market share over the last 16 quarters, Synergy wrote in a statement. Dinsdale says all is not lost for these players, however. Regarding the smaller players or the big companies that have only a small market share, they can either focus on specific market niches, can be based around geography, service type, or customer vertical, or they can try to offer a broad range of cloud services to a broad range of customers. Companies doing the former can do quite well, while companies doing the latter will find it extremely tough, Dinsdale told me. It's worth noting that Canalis has slightly different numbers, with a total market of around $142 billion and almost $40 billion for the quarter, but the percentages are in line with synergies. At some point, the numbers get so big, they almost cease to have meaning, but as large as the public cloud revenue numbers become, they remain a relatively small percentage of overall worldwide IT spend. According to Gartner estimates, worldwide IT spend in 2020 was $3.6 trillion, with a T. That means that cloud infrastructure market accounted for just 3.85% of total spend in 2020. Think about that for a moment. Less than 4% of IT spend currently is on cloud infrastructure, leaving so much room for growth and for those billions to grow ever bigger in the coming years. It would certainly make it more interesting if someone could come in and disrupt the leaders, but for now, at least, they are going to be hard to push out of the way unless something unforeseen and dramatic happens to the way we think about computing. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.